Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Chester Copperpot, he was a pro. He never made it this far. A competitor. He was very, very good. I do have a very particular set of skills. Nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. I'm rude. You will be. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. You are my brother, Anakin! He's gonna be the third scariest thing on that train. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Hello, welcome back to the Random City Podcast. My name is Jimmy and Georgia, and we're here for the June 1st episode of the Random City Podcast. Today we'll be discussing the DC Cinematic Universe up to now. Um, those three films, with the fourth film coming out. Again, like we've talked about the last few weeks, tonight, technically, with the preview shows, tomorrow, officially, nationwide on June the 2nd, Wonder Woman will be the fourth in that series of films. So we'll be briefly discussing each of the three previous films in this shared universe that is so popular these days. Uh, But before we get into that, I did want to mention a few things. Uh, Last week, we had our Pirates of the Caribbean discussion, and we talked about Pirates 1 through 4, and 5 came out last Friday the day after our episode dropped. My wife and I did go check out Pirates, and it was great. We went to the midnight showing. Actually, it's not a midnight showing here anymore. It was a 10 o'clock showing. And my initial reaction, here's what I said on Twitter. I'm available to be followed at Jimmy and Georgia. And so my thoughts were this. Pirates of the Caribbean and IMAX 3D, it was fun. There was a few kind of silly, almost stupid moments, but I found most of those to be funny, good popcorn movie. It was fun, cinematic stuff for the summer. Were there some plot things that didn't quite make sense? Sure. But it looked great overall. There was one scene I don't want to spoil. It was amazing. So much better than I've seen other movies do this similar technique here, especially even in the Marvel, Star Wars, Disney realm. They did it fantastically. Fantastically. It was fun. And yes, there were some parts at the beginning that are in a heist situation. And some of that gets really dumb, but you know what? After just a little bit of it, I thought it was funny. Other people couldn't see that was stupid and look, oh, I hate it. And there was a couple other things. But no, it was fun. It was a fun movie. And again, I like these last two much more than those second and third ones. Um, And I've said that many times last week, so that'll be the last time I say it, I guess. But I would say if you haven't seen it, check it out. And as far as box office, I think last week I'd estimated maybe around 80, 85 million would be the total. Apparently, according to estimates, it made around $62 million for the three-day weekend, but including Memorial Day, um, they bumped that up to around $77 million. So it's still a good opening weekend. Nothing super awesome, but pretty good. And then I do also want to say one other thing before we get into our main discussion. I think I mentioned, I think it might have been last week, or maybe the week before, one of the previous couple episodes in talking about these film franchises, I mentioned that I'd missed out on seeing the newest Fast and the Furious movie, Fate of the Furious. I thought it was gone from our theater in town. It did leave one of the theaters, and unbeknownst to me, it was still at one of the other theaters. So my wife and I went and saw that Sunday afternoon, and it was great. Like, again, there were some things that were kind of stupid. My main gripe with the movie was, if you've seen the movie, there's an EMP involved, and the people who wrote this movie, the people who made this movie, don't understand what EMPs do. And they don't understand how that affects things, obviously. They just don't. 
other than that, it was pretty good. It was you know it was about family, which is the, that's been a theme in these movies for a while. They caught me with a couple things I wasn't expecting, which is good. But overall, this movie comes down to the thing I see on TV and movies often, and I kind of don't like it. I go back to Star Trek often when I think about these things. In Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, we have the good of the many outweigh the good of the few or the one. And so many times in these TV shows, our heroes, you know, the guys we're supposed to be cheering for, are willing to give up anything and everything for their one one person, whatever it is, their friend, their sister, their wife, their daughter, their son, whatever it is. Dom does some things in this movie that are horrible things for his family. And I get that. But on the other side of that, you're endangering lots of other families by doing what you're doing. And so it doesn't exactly make sense. And so anyway, again, it was a fun movie. Crazy special effects. Crazy car stuff. It really was funny. I enjoyed just the chemistry these characters have together. It was a lot of fun. It was, again, a good summer movie, popcorn movie. You sit there, you have a good time. If you think too hard, it's probably not good. <laughs> but no, it was fine. All right, so that I think that's going to kind of wrap up our opening random discussion here. And we're going to hop over into what we came to talk about, which are, is our DC movies. And we'll, as always, I like to do here, I'll throw in some retro ad, and then we'll be right back to talk about Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad. Holy icicles! In their daily pursuit of justice, our superhero characters do battle with the world's most evil villains. Where will the next evil villain come from? Maybe you will create them in Post Superheroes Create a Villain Contest. Grand prize. Nine kids win a one-week trip to Hollywood. They'll have breakfast with these superheroes. And the villain they've created. Second prize. One thousand win bicycles. Millions will enter and everyone who does gets superheroes puppy stickers. Details on specially marked boxes of Alphabet, Super Sugar Crisp, Honeycomb, and Pebble Cereal. You can draw and paint your villain in the picture provided. Three different pictures. Superman! Wonder Woman! Batman and Robin! Three grand prizes per picture. The most original villains win. Holy Hollywood! Post Superheroes Create a Villain Contest. Details on specially marked boxes of Alphabet, Super Sugar Crisp, Honeycomb, and Pebble Cereal. Okay, we're back. So, Man of Steel came out June 14, 2013, and I kind of did similar to things I did last week. I didn't go to the full effect of looking up the Amazon video official description, but Man of Steel. It's opening weekend, it got $117 million basically. U.S. total box office was $291 million. Total worldwide box office, $668 million. A lot of money there. Good, good stuff. Rotten Tomatoes, 55% with the critics, 75% with the audience. And then I was I was having fun with Twitter today, so I went back and uh, I looked up what I said. My first viewing of the movie on June 13th went to the the early showing, the preview night that was through Walmart at the time. <laughs> and my tweet says, "This is an epic movie. Man of Steel is the movie of the summer. I'll see it again." And I tagged you know DC Comics, Man of Steel movie, etc. But I did see it a couple times that summer. There's really only two things I complain about this movie. And overall, I still I like it quite a bit. It I think I say there's two things. There's two things within the movie I complain about, and there's one thing on the outside of the movie that I complain about. I don't really like the way 
Jonathan Kent died. Superman is crazy fast. He could have saved Jonathan Kent. And those people around wouldn't have to even known that it happened. And he could have come back. And everything would have been fine. I didn't, I didn't care for that. Some of the things Jonathan Kent said I didn't care for, but not to the same degree. And then, really the only other thing I have any problem with, and I... It just seems un-Superman-like a little bit. When he kills Zod at the end. I don't feel like that's totally bad or anything. It just seems a little little weird. But I think if this is the reason he doesn't kill other villains in the future, it's okay. And I, and I think it le- leaves it a little open-ended there. Because it looks like he's going to break his neck to stop him from killing that family. I don't think it ever shows if he did or didn't kill that family. So I guess if they didn't show them being saved, they probably died too, so he waited too long. I don't know, and this is one of those movies, I I talked about this last week, about the internet echo chamber and how people hear these things and it kind of affects their view of the movie. I think this is one of those movies. There's a couple things that you keep hearing, and we'll get into some more discussion here in a few moments, I guess. But you, you heard over and over and over and over that this movie was too violent, they destroyed these cities, They all these people died, and then on the other part, people were like, Superman's not saving anyone. You know, people are just dying and he's not doing anything about it. Even though he's literally stopping the world from being destroyed, he's not doing anything about, you know, the people. And so, as a result of that, I really think the second Avengers movie was changed somewhat. Because in Age of Ultron, we see our heroes going out of their way to help and save every person in this little city that's about to get floated up in the air. And so, that was just one of those criticisms that was everywhere. And honestly, first time I saw it, it didn't really bother me. After I heard it, I'm like, yeah, I would like to see Superman save more people. That's what Superman does. But, I think it's the internet echo chamber at work again. But yeah, Man of Steel. I had a good time. We saw it, my wife and I, the first time we saw it. We told our friends about it. We went back to the movies a second time to see it with some other friends who hadn't seen it yet. I had a good time. Seen it probably maybe once since then. I bought, you know, I bought the Blu-ray set and whatnot. But it's not something I've rewatched. And this is kind of my... I said I had three, two problems in the movie, one problem other than the movie. It's almost two and a half hours. It's two hours and 23 minutes long. And I think any of these hero superhero movies, you get past two hours, you're just losing me. I have a short attention span. Like the Dark Knight movie... It's a good movie. I've never watched it all in one sitting. I've mentioned that on the podcast before. Uh, about halfway through that thing, after about an hour and 20 minutes or so, I'm just kind of tired. And right around the time the Joker attacks Harvey Dent in the little transport and Batman comes along, I think that's right around the halfway point of the movie. And I think several times now, I've just been, I've watched a movie, I've just been tired. I'm just like, okay, I can't, I can't deal with it. And I'll just stop it right there in kind of that same area. Because it, it seems kind of like a good place to stop. <sighs> Man, and this next movie, Batman vs. Superman, it's even longer. It's, um, it's a little over two and a half hours. And again, it's just too long. We'll talk a little more about the timing of a movie here as we get into the third movie, Suicide Squad. Because I had a lot less of that issue with that movie because it seemed to keep moving right along um, with the pacing. And so, again, Man of Steel, thumbs up. <laughs> or whatever. I, I guess I've never actually come up with a rating system for the Random City Podcast. Like, three RCPs out of four. I don't know. But yeah, this one would be, if it's on a five-star you know, five scale, like if, you know, I hated it, I li- it was okay, I liked it, 
I loved it. It was the best. It, it'd be kind of in the middle. I, I liked it. It was good. Anyway, we're going to move on from Man of Steel. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman and Robin, Aquaman, Black Vulcan, Samurai, Apache Chief, El Dorado. Together they form the world's greatest force, dedicated to truth, peace, and justice for all mankind. These are the Super Friends. Weekday mornings at 8 on KTVT, Channel 11, the Super One. And we're going to get into Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. It made lots of money. It made more money than Superman. It made $166 million on its opening weekend, $330 million here in the U.S., and then $873 million total worldwide. Now, it was not as popular with the critics and with the audience. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 28% of the critics, and then 63% of the audience liked it. Again, went back on the Twitter to see my initial response and see what I said. And my response was this for March 27th, so a couple days after it was released. It was like a Sunday. Saw Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. It was great. We had fun in the theater this afternoon, better than expected. That was the hashtag at the end. Um... One thing, again, this is one of those movies, I don't have many problems with it. The one thing, I guess, that sticks out to me, as far as a problem, and most of the rest of the stuff I'm good with, was Lex Luthor. I thought he seemed more like the Riddler or a Joker um, type. Really more so like Jim Carrey's the Riddler than Lex Luthor. Apart from that, it was fun. I, I, for the most part, not completely, totally fun, but it was a pretty fun movie. I really dug Bruce and Wonder Woman. Their interactions. I don't know, there's just some things in the movie... That, that kind of stick out. And one of those things that's become a meme, even, is the thing with Martha being the name of both of their moms. I never thought of that. Ever thought of that before that movie came out. Which is kind of fun. I mean, that's an interesting little little tidbit. And you see that on social media and things. <laughs> and, I don't know, that was a neat little deal. I guess one other little thing, I, I, just to, to bring up something. I'm not sure about the whole Doomsday thing still. I think that was a little too early to... To bring that out and kill off Superman before he even got a chance to get really to be much of anything. I don't know, but he, that's what they did. So, hey, it's fine. I, I'm just curious now, boy, how are they going to bring him back? And so when are they going to bring him back? Is it going to be Justice League, something happens? Or is it going to be later? I don't know at all. But I really like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne and as, as Batman. Beginning of the movie, we see him going to save people. Again, I, I feel like there was some response here from from the the movie makers from Zack Snyder, from whoever, in response to the Man of Steel. They made, probably made some changes and some tweaks um, in this movie. At least that's the way it seems from my perspective. But yeah, Bruce Wayne going to save people. We got his backstory briefly. You know, we didn't have to go through a whole movie of his backstory. He's been Batman for a while. It was a good way to do that character. And speaking of that, we'll bring up something very similar to that when we get to the Suicide Squad here shortly. I liked, even with Wonder Woman, we get hints of, you know, a photo of her from a hundred years ago, basically. Um, things like that. It's like, this is neat. They, they've done interesting ways to introduce people to lay the groundwork, for instance, I guess is a good way to say it. You know, even as something as simple as the one scene where they get the information uh, about Aquaman, about Cyborg, about the Flash. You know, it's real brief, but you're starting that world building, which is cool. It's really cool. So yeah, I really like Dawn of Justice. I think I probably, on a scale for me, I would say I liked Dawn of Justice more than Man of Steel. But it was a little long, and I didn't, you know, that's the thing. I, I think they need to trim that down. 
I think they really do. And maybe that would cut their budgets down, and maybe they wouldn't have to worry so much about how much money they make on these if they weren't if they weren't such a behemoth of a movie, such of a marathon. It feels like sometimes. So, uh, okay, well, let's go on over to Suicide Squad. Now, Suicide Squad came out last August. It was 123 minutes. We went right at two hours. It had a great opening weekend, 100 and, almost 134 million, which is more than Man of Steel. Domestically. It got $325 million, which is just under Batman vs. Superman. And then uh, internationally, it got $745 million, which is more than, than Man of Steel, but not quite as much. About $100 million shy of Batman v Superman. Now again, the audience and the critics were not happy as, with this one. The scores went down again. For Man of Steel, it went down to Batman v Superman. It went down again for Suicide Squad. Um, critics down to 25%, audience down to 62%. Okay, I'd not seen this movie. I knew it came out last August. I saw the promos. I saw people say decent things about it and pretty good things about it. I feel like it wasn't marketed well to, to me. Other people obviously love the marketing campaign with the songs and different things, and it made a lot of money. So that's great for Warner Brothers and, and DC. To me, it felt like a different movie than it was advertised as. I hadn't seen it. I was on Amazon the other night, and I saw... That it said, watch now with a free trial of HBO Channel. And I'm like, wait, I can watch Suicide Squad for free? Uh, Sweet, sign me up. So I signed up for a free trial for the HBO Channel on Amazon. And I actually, since I found out about this, I'm like, well, hey, I, I can share this with my audience. I made it simple for me. I made a little link. If you go to hbo.randomcitypodcast.com, it'll take you over to Amazon. And you can sign up for a seven-day free trial. Suicide Squad and... Batman v Superman are both on there if you want to watch those again or if you haven't seen them. But Suicide Squad, it was, I'm like, I'll watch it for free. Sure, cha-ching. I'm going to talk about these movies anyway. This is a great timing. And so <laughs> I really enjoy this movie. I like it better than the other two. So this is my favorite one so far. And to me, the one thing about that, though, had I never watched the show Arrow on the CW, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed this movie very much. At least that's my my thinking. The characters from the movie, outside of Harley Quinn and the Joker and the Batman, those are you know people you know from movies and or comics and and maybe um, cartoons and things. Some of the deeper level, lower level characters, lower tier characters. If you haven't played Batman video games or or really gotten to the comics, you probably don't know who they are, and so. I knew who almost every character was outside of the witch character. I still don't even know who she was and her brother. And then I think the rest of them I knew from either Batman Arkham games on the Xbox or because those characters had appeared on Arrow. You know, we had Amanda Waller, Deadshot. I think her name's Katana I don't, I don't, or something. The, the samurai lady, she was in the movie with the mask and she was on, she had the mask, I think at one point on the arrow, but she was one of Oliver's friends, wives or whatever on, on, on arrow. You have boomerang. He was on arrow. I don't know. It is anyway, long story short, arrow made me familiar with several of these characters. Does having some sort of a connection with them, some sort of idea of what their backstory was made the movie better to me. And so had I not had those little bit of a connection, I think that wouldn't have been the same reaction for me. But overall, it was it was an interesting movie. I didn't expect, you know, like ancient alien giant monster villains 
aka like something from the mummy or something i was i was expecting the joker to be more involved I mean, again speaking of of characters and how they're being introduced this was a fantastic way if you ask me how to introduce harley quinn and the joker who i'm assuming are going to be in more involved in like a first batman movie whenever it's made the joker just a few random flashbacks and just establishing who he is and how crazy he is and i think jared leto honestly kind of blended at least in, from the little glimpses and little things I saw in this, this one viewing, it seems like he blended a little Heath Ledger with a little bit of Jack Nicholson and some just crazy. And he was kind of creepy and scary, which he really should be. So he did a fantastic job. I liked seeing Batman in there. I knew that was going to happen. I didn't realize the Flash would show up at all, so I thought that was really cool. And again, it's, it's a cool way to kind of slowly introduce these things. There's a couple little questions I have, too, at the end of the movie. Did the... um Diablo guy, did he die? I guess he did, maybe. I'm not sure. Was it an Oscar winner? No, but it was fun. Like I think I said last week, that's basically what I'm looking for in a movie at this point. If it's not fun, I don't really care to watch it. And, and I like, so I'll just bring this back up, Daredevil. I like the Arrow show we mentioned, but I don't, I don't marathon through those shows. I'll watch one episode at a time. And it's just usually those shows, there can be humor there. There is humor there sometimes, but it's it's kind of dark a lot of times. And so if I watch that, I want to watch Kimmy Schmidt afterward or something <laughs> to, to cleanse the palate a little bit. And so this movie was marketed in a funny way, whatever, I guess. But it did, didn't seem like it was, I don't know, it felt like it was going to be more violent, more raunchy, more something. I don't know, but it wasn't those things, I didn't think. And so I thought it was, I thought it was great. And so those are my random thoughts about those random three movies from the DC Cinematic Universe. And as we come up to this weekend, tonight and tomorrow, really, Wonder Woman will be in the theaters. And I was thinking about this. I went ahead and looked ahead. It's got a running time of an hour. Got a running time of two hours, 21 minutes, which is a little lengthy, but hopefully it'll be great. Looks great from the trailers. And I'm just estimating here, based on these other movies, I would think this would make in the neighborhood of about $150 million in opening weekend. And speaking of Wonder Woman, if you've noticed, or maybe you don't, again, I guess it depends on your podcatcher. It doesn't work on the podcast app on iTunes, for example. The last two weeks as I've released these new episodes, I've also sketched out a little two, two and a half by three and a half sketch card and um, used that with Copic markers. I mentioned that before. So last week I did a Jack Sparrow for that episode. This week I did a Wonder Woman for this episode. Since we have been talking about the DC Cinematic Universe, I figured Wonder Woman would be the proper choice. And so that card is my cover art. And if you'd like a chance to win it, we'll go over those rules one more time. So basically, if you're on Twitter, it'll work. If you're on Instagram, it'll work there too. So if you're on both, you can enter twice. Doesn't mean you can win twice. There's only going to be one winner. But either way. So if you're on Twitter... Follow Jimmy and Georgia. Follow at Random City. If you're on Instagram, follow at Jimmy and Georgia. Follow at Random City Podcast. Either one of those platforms, like the post and then respond. Either leave a comment on Instagram or you know reply on Twitter. We'll just do it the same way we did last week. I want to win the hashtag Wonder Woman hashtag sketch card. And you'll be entered to win. If you enter on both, you'll have two entries. So your chances go up to be the lucky, lucky winner. I guess that's going to wrap us up here for this week. And I guess I'll just mention this one more time. 
as we wrap up. Remember, uh, Amazon's giving away a free trial to HBO channel. And if you go over to hbo.randomcitypodcast.com, you can check out Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman. There's dozens, if not hundreds, of movies on there. Um, Central Intelligence, Independence Day Resurgence. There's a bunch of stuff. Um, all their series are on there, um, documentaries, all kinds of stuff. There's one. There's a couple documentaries I'd like to watch during my free trial, but I haven't haven't watched any of those yet. So maybe maybe I will. So anyway, I think that's gonna be it. So if you need to email us, email us at randomcitypodcast@gmail.com. You can call into the show at seven seven three seven one random. You can also tweet us at random city. Instagram, we're over there. You can find us at random city podcast. We're on Google Plus. We're on Facebook. The podcast is available. If you're listening, you found it. But just in case you need another way to listen to it, it's available on iTunes and Google Play. And then Jimmy and Georgia Radio is available in iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. So again, Random City Podcast. I guess I need to set that up in Stitcher, but it's available through Jimmy and Georgia Radio in Stitcher. And you can also visit randomcitypodcast.com. It'll have some show notes. It'll have some links. Like It'll have the link to that HBO special promotion that going on over at Amazon and stuff like that. And you can see the cover art if you didn't see the cover art. There's so lots of different ways to do that. <laughs> so anyway, I guess that's going to be it for this Random City Podcast. I'm Jimmy in Georgia. Peace. Peace.